Hey everyone, and welcome to The Daily Word. Glad that you've joined me. And today for our Daily Word, we're gonna jump into Acts chapter five. And here we're seeing what we could fairly describe as increased resistance to the apostles, to the believers, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. So the apostles are in the temple courts and the temple complex, and they're sharing the good news about Jesus that He is the Messiah, that He's God's Messiah, that He's been raised from the dead, that He is, he is the way to salvation, that He will return and bring the renewal of all things. They're, they're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council, they, they have a real interest in seeing that not happen, right? And seeing people not join this Jesus movement, not become believers. They, they want to put a stop to this. And so they have the, the disciples, the apostles, they're arrested. They're put in public prison. But overnight, amazingly, this is, this is amazing stuff, right? That God sends an angel who actually uh, opens the gates, right? Frees them from prison. And because they, listen, because they had prayed for boldness to share the good news of Jesus, that's exactly what they get. God says, I want you to go right back out and teach people about Jesus, about the way of life in Jesus. And so that's what they do. Sanhedrin gathers that next morning. They want to bring the apostles before them. They want to question them, threaten them, stop them. And the jailers have to come back and, and say, um, yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, but they're not there. As it turns out, they're in the, the temple courts and they're teaching again. So they bring them back before the Sanhedrin. They go and arrest them, bring them back. And as they question them, the Spirit gives the apostles great boldness. And they declare the truth of Jesus, and they refuse to back down. They, they will listen to God. They will follow the Lord. And so the Sanhedrin, they make this what seems like a pretty hasty decision, given the gravity of what they've decided, that they're going to they're gonna kill them. But then this man stands up. And what an impressive man this is, a man by the name of Gamaliel. Now, Gamaliel was, was very well known. He was very well thought of. As a matter of fact, uh, Paul the Apostles, real interesting connection here, Paul the Apostle studied under Gamaliel. And this actually opened doors for Paul because it was impressive to people even to be the student of this well-known rabbi. And so he stands up and he shares about these other um, would-be messianic movements, that there were these other folks. And he, he lists a couple of them here. And this is beginning, uh, he begins sharing right at verse 34. And so he shares about these. And a matter of fact, he shares about this man named Thutis, who has 400 followers, we, we see here. And, and if you think about it, it's a real interesting comparison that as Jesus is crucified and raised and he instructs the, his followers to wait for the Holy Spirit, chapter 1 of Acts tells us there were 120 followers of Jesus at that time. So this guy Thutis has 400, and yet what Gamaliel says about both of these would-be messiahs is that they were, they were put down, they were killed, and because their followers didn't want the same thing to happen to them, they dispersed, they, they scattered. 
and they never got back together. The, the, their movement just ceased to exist, which makes a lot of sense that it would because if you are killed, then you can't be the Messiah, right? That's kind of how it works. If, if you're going to be this great uh, king, anointed king, and you're going to liberate the people of God, you got to kind of be alive to do that, right? And so their movement's just kind of fizzled out. And then Gamaliel says in verse 38 and 9, So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. Now, I would contend, as others have, that, that the very existence of the church is quite powerful evidence of the truth of Jesus Christ, of the gospel. Because if Jesus were only a would-be Messiah and not the actual Messiah, his movement would have gone the way that all of these others did. It was just quite natural. It was quite inevitable that it would go that way. But as a matter of fact, Jesus is the Messiah, God's anointed king. And as a matter of fact, Jesus was raised from the dead. And those that we're talking about here, the apostles, they were those who were eyewitnesses. They spent time with Jesus over 40 days on multiple occasions. They spent time with the risen Savior. They knew that death had been defeated. They knew that Jesus was the risen Messiah. And not only that, they have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so God is actually empowering them, enabling them to actually live and teach and, and witness to Jesus Christ with boldness, right? They have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And these believers, these believers would go on to give their lives as martyrs. Not at this time. This was not their time yet. This was not the time when God would call them home to himself. But they would. And they would lay down their lives. And if you think about that, there's there's a obvious and obviously powerful testimony to the truth of Jesus Christ. And some will say, well, you know, suicide bombers are they're misguided and they, they will lay down their lives for their religion. And so, you know, of course it makes sense even even though uh, they lay their lives down that it would you know, still possibly be false. But consider this, suicide bombers are actually deceived. They, they believe what they're doing is right, but they are deceived. But if the apostles w- would have been perpetrated a, perpetrating a fraud, if they would have been doing something that was based on falsehood, they would know it, right? They were the eyewitnesses. And, and whatever motivation a secular person could imagine that the disciples would be operating under, there's none of that. No motive that would be worth giving up your life because all of those motives would be negated. Nothing would be worth that. And, and, and so, as they were challenged, as they certainly were here, they would just simply disperse, but they didn't and they wouldn't because they knew the truth of Jesus Christ. And so as we're looking at this, I tell you, the the phrase that God gave me was, one of these things is not like the others. 
right? One of these movements is not like these others where the followers were dispersed and they just went away and history barely knows anything about them. The Jesus movement is not like that because Jesus is the Messiah. He is raised. As we put our faith in Him, we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. And until we get a chance to speak again, friends, I pray that God would bless you and keep you.